Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Happy New Year and welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. We're back from our holiday break. And absolutely nothing of interest or note has occurred in wrestling. Yeah, right, nothing, right, Jason? Nothing, nothing at all. I mean, uh, zero. Certainly Vince McMahon did not pull a coup and, and take back over WWE. No, no, um, he couldn't have. That, that, that just doesn't make sense. He no. retired. Sasha Banks did not debut in another company under the name Mercedes Monet. Uh, money. Money. Um, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Sasha's a WWE lifer. That she is. She's a WWE lifer. No. All of that and more has happened, and we're going to dive crazy into it. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. It's been like a crazy week, because that first week we were gone, not a whole lot really happened. Um, But here these past few days, it's been something else. Uh, so, Michael's grabbing the whiskey. What do we have there? All right, so our whiskey this week is Heaven's Door Double Barrel Whiskey. It is a 50% alcohol by volume, making it 100 proof. And it's one that I picked up. It's got an interesting label. It's got like a, a some nails and carpentry kind of stuff. If you look at the label, it's kind of interesting. Shovel, hammers, picks, gears maybe. It's We were talking about we were talking about everything that we were going to discuss this week, and we forgot to pour the whiskey. Yeah. So. Doesn't matter. It's novel. All right. So. Yeah. What we got here it smells good. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. smell. It doesn't have like that acetone. Especially given it a, a bad. hundred proof, you know. So it's kind of a higher yeah. proof. Kind of a higher proof whiskey. Um, like I said, it's got an interesting label on it. It's. Got a bunch of tools and stuff. So if you look at it, got an interesting little I label. I like the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Bottles. It's a classic bottle design. It's bottle not anything really cool. crazy. It kind of reminds me of that whole, like, someone building a railroad or something type thing. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to create a collection of American whiskeys that in their own way tell a story. Bob Dylan. Is this Bob Dylan, like the folk singer I, Bob Dylan? I guess. Wow. I, that was... If that's cool. That's kind of neat that we have a Bob Dylan whiskey. Uh, we can call that a celebrity whiskey, I guess, in that case. And, uh... Yeah, I think I think it is Bob Dylan's whiskey. Well, we've tried... Let's see, we've tried the Rocks Tequila, and we hated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never got a chance to try Jericho Champagne because Mississippi is stupid and won't let us ship liquor here. That's and true. It was only available for order. You couldn't just walk into a liquor store and get it. Yeah. Um, I think I think Little Wayne, Little Wayne, I think is behind Bamboo. Maybe I don't know um, on that one. I know I know we haven't tried Aviation Gin, which is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, we haven't tried 
Crystal Skull, which is Dan Aykroyd. That's a vodka. I haven't seen Crystal Skull anywhere. It's if I a, see it, I'll pick it up. The bottle looks cool as heck, but yeah. I, I've had it before, and it is a bad vodka. <laughs> but let's see how this goes, huh? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. That's a pretty good whiskey. Yeah. It's... It does have some burn to it, it's but it's a nice burn. burn. It's a pleasant burn. It's got a weird, very to me, very woody taste. Yeah. Like I think that might be the double barrel. It may be, because like normally with whiskeys, if you say it's got a wood taste, you're talking about how the you're talking about like the little notes that come through on the, the barrel and that kind of stuff. But this is <clears throat> this tastes like I licked a piece of plywood. Mm-hmm. It's not bad though. I, no, I, it's. I like it. Uh, am I going to reach for this over some of our other standards that we've talked about? Eh, probably, probably not. not. But, but it's not a bad one. It, it doesn't go in the bucket with like Canadian Hunter. No, you know, no. You know, Dimple Pinch and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't go in the in the what are you thinking bucket. Uh, it, it's a hey, this is a nice little whiskey to maybe sip on every once in a while. Maybe turn it into an old fashioned or something. Yeah, yeah, I could see that working. So, um, so shall we get into wrestling? Let's Bef- before we go into the major news. Do I news need to stuff, pour you some more before we get into all that? Once we get there, maybe <laughs> before we get into all that, I do want to mention something, you know, a couple things with AEW, uh, from this past week, we had battle of the belts five at Friday night, 10 o'clock central. Dear God, at that time slot. Um, Dynamite was this week, obviously. Dynamite was bad. There was literally only one good thing to me that happened on Dynamite, and that was the TNT Championship match. Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe. Darby Allen wins. Two-time champion. Um, that was a killer match. Uh, really well, with those two, I expected it. somebody to actually die. Yeah, right? Uh, I really liked every minute of that match. Um, the rest of it was very kind of blah. I hate Jade Cargill. Uh, I can We can say all day long she has this awesome look. You know, she does. She's good on the mic. She's okay. I am so tired of her whole story. Well, the problem there is, and and as I've said multiple times, nobody's ever accused Tony Khan of being a good booker. Mm-hmm. He has no exit strategy for her. Yeah. He she, has fed her everybody except for Britt Baker. Yeah. And Britt's, and, Britt's above the TBS title. Yeah. Um, and so how do you drop it to somebody? She's so, beaten everybody. She has dominated everyone she's fought in matches that you can clear. If, you, if you've watched wrestling for any length of time, you can clearly see how bad she is in the ring. Now, yeah. has she gotten better since she started? Yes. Should she still be getting better? Absolutely. Is she? No. She, has she seems, pla- to, have she hit a seems to have plateaued. She seems to have gotten to the best of her ability, and unfortunately, the best of her ability is slightly better than what you and I could do. 
and we've never been in a ring. Yeah. Uh, you know, she is just, she's bad in the ring. I'm undefeated streaks. When you really put them forward as something like this, they just don't hold any weight to me because you end up with one of two things. You either end up with the, why am I watching this? Cause I know what the end of the match is going to be before the match starts, especially when it is, you know, Goldberg versus Spike Dudley. <laughs> With the streaks on the line, Michael. Yeah. Uh, no. no. The the streak worked for Goldberg because of the time period that we were in, how explosive he was. Goldberg was extremely explosive. Goldberg, we didn't have the internet as much, so it wasn't this whole, like, the quote-unquote smart marks back in the 90s. They were there, but... It wasn't so easy to get that information. You know, dirt sheets were coming out once a month in paper. Yeah. So it wasn't like I could immediately go to Fightful uh, and look up, like, who produced what, who was the creative behind this, what was going on here, and know for sure where things are headed. Yeah, and, right? and we're not – we didn't see – oh, you know, Goldberg had two matches – off mm-hmm. TV. We didn't know that. Yeah. And so they could inflate his numbers from 30 and, well, you, you know, know. He wrestled He wrestled a lot in Mexico, mm. uh, you know, during during yeah. the downtimes where, you know, he picked up like 14 wins in a week. Um, but, and, and, you know, here's, here's the thing. It worked for Goldberg mm-hmm. because once they put the title on him, they didn't continue with that streak yeah. nonsense. The other thing is, it worked for Goldberg because Goldberg matches were very formulaic. Mm-hmm. And if Jade matches were formulaic, I would I would honestly be a little more okay with them. You know, Goldberg matches were, he got in the ring with somebody, a super low Carter, which is kind of what Jade's doing with the exception of, like, when she's fought Ruby, when she fought Tony, when she fought, you know, there's several people she's fought that shouldn't, she shouldn't have, honestly. Yeah. Um, this also goes to the talk about how weak the women's division in AEW is. Um, but it should be something very formulaic. Jade should dominate them with a couple of moves, then hit jaded, then get the three count. These should mm-hmm. be piss break matches at best where they can then pop up that she's 38 and 0, 39 and 0, 40 and 0. Yep. Because the thing is, like, they're teasing Red Velvet breaking away from the baddies. She just joined the baddies, right? And like a, a she's month or red two ago. velvet. She's not going to beat Jade Cargill. So on Dynamite, Jade and Red Velvet were tagging versus Kira Hogan and Sky Blue. Jade or uh, Velvet walks out on Jade, and Jade still uh, immediately wins afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Rampage, there was a match uh, with Jade Cargill versus Sky Blue for the title. Red Velvet comes down and kind of gets involved a little bit, but Jade still immediately after the involvement does a a, a pretty impressive feat of strength um, and gets yeah. the win. I'm not trying uh, to take anything away from her as an athlete. No, no, not Or at anything all. like that. She's just boring as so, a entertainer. As a sports entertainer, she's boring. So either one of two things is about to happen here. Because she was 48 and 0. As of the end of Rampage. So either A, 
we're setting up this whole red velvet versus Jade thing. And Jade's going to get to like say 50 and O or 49 and O and then velvet's going to win and get the belt. Okay, whatever. Get Jade off my TV or we're setting up this. Oh, one of the baddies from inside who, who knows what Jade does and then we're going to feed Red Velvet to Jade, and Jade's going to continue on. We're going to feed Red again. Velvet to Jade again. So I kind of hate all of that. Um, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I do want to mention something about Jeff Jarrett. As much as I don't like Jeff Jarrett, as much as I dislike the fact that he's an AEW, dear God, at the crowd booze when they fought the acclaimed on dynamite and won. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal became the the AEW tag team champions for about 30 seconds. Uh Sanjay Dutt got involved, ended up with uh Lethal pinning one of the acclaimed. I don't remember which one. Referee didn't see the the foot on the rope where it got mm-hmm. knocked off. One, two, three, they win. Aubrey comes running down. Immediately tells the referee, no, 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 his foot was on the rope. And the ref's like, are you sure? Are you sure? And she's like, yeah. And they show it up on the Tron, and then they re- Aubrey restarts the match. Yeah. Sounds about right. Which, hey, you know what? They acknowledge the fact that wrestling exists in the real world. With that, that was a, hey, we saw the cheating, we called it, we're restarting this match. Yeah. The problem there is, I hate this, if they're going to do that on that match, it, they need consistency. They need to do that on every match. Or, the next time I hear, well, the referee's decision's final, apparently it's not, because another referee came out of the back and changed the decision. Yeah. Of course, once that happened, the acclaimed immediately won that part of the match, and and boom, here we go. Well, let's talk about while we're here, before we we leave the acclaimed. So a couple weeks ago, Max Caster dropped Karen uh, Jarrett's mm-hmm. Karen Angle's name. Yeah, Karen Jarrett. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Karen Jarrett, but he he dropped Karen Jarrett's name, and my God, that lit a firestorm. And yeah, there was a lot I on Twitter thought, about that. I thought that it was like, okay, she's actually pissed. You know, he didn't ask permission. He has a history of saying things that yeah. should be left alone. Like, just don't don't say that. Down yeah, on, on Rampage, you uh, dropped a line about Vince McMahon. Well, you know, but going back a ways, when he dropped that line about... Um, Julia Hart. Julia Hart. And, and, like, look, he has a history of crossing lines in his raps. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. And I was like, all right. So he crossed the line. Karen's going to get her, you know, 15 minutes in and they're going to settle it. It's all going to be taken care of back. Say, hey, just don't don't name drop her. Yada, yada, don't yada. do that again. <laughs> well, I was like, okay, that's cool. Karen dropped some stuff about Kurt saying that Kurt slept with several. Uh, Kelly Kelly was one of the people. that Kelly Kelly and I think Don Marie. Yep. Uh, Kelly Kelly has said no, 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 no that didn't happen. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool. This is all just happening. Karen's pissed off because she got name dropped when something she had nothing to do with. 
And then Jeff went on a podcast. Yep. And brought it up and talked about it and said he's going to shut up, Max. And I said, oh, oh, so this has all been a it's work. It's all a work. Yeah, well, f- this shit then. Yeah. And I immediately tuned it all out. Well, that's like AEW has this. I I hate that they're doing this, right? I hate that they are using this whole real world example stuff in their storylines. Like, here's a good one. Moxley and Hangman Page. They're scheduled to fight next Wednesday in L.A. Okay, cool. They have been cutting promos for the past couple of weeks. Hangman talking about how he's not cleared to wrestle yet. It's because of the concussion that he got. So it almost feels like they're poking fun at concussion protocols. You know, things where, hey, if you get too many of these, you you, you may kill your family. You know? Yeah. Or, you know, if you get too many of these, you may put a shotgun to your chest and leave a note that says, I didn't shoot myself in the head because I wanted my brain to be studied. Concussions are real, people. Mm-hmm. Like, even one isn't great. But when you start getting multiple concussions stacking up from wrestling, from football, from any sport, right? Yeah. You start running into these issues consistently. You know, I mean, the NFL just got in, you know, a lot of a backlash from uh, Tua Tagovailoa, who clearly had a concussion on mm-hmm. the field, and they were like, "Nah, he's right. You know, think about Varsity Blues. The whole, you know, how many fingers am I holding up, Billy Bob? No, no, no. You got to give him true, false, true, false. Is he holding up fingers? Yeah. He's good to go. You know? Yeah. So, you know, we've come a long way in concussion protocol, mm-hmm. right? To make a storyline about that. And then for John Moxley to be using it as a, oh, you're just a coward trying to duck me. So, you know, you're, you're using this as an excuse so we don't get in the fight. Come on, you're better than that. Yeah. You know, the, all that does is perpetrate that whole stereotype that should have been left in the past from wrestling with the whole, you work through the pain and then you get addicted Which, to somas. I blame Cody Rhodes in part for yeah. that coming back because him wrestling through his torn pec mm-hmm. sets an awful example for the fans. Was it a great match? 1,000%. Absolutely. I'm not trying to take anything away from the match itself. Should it have happened? No. Absolutely not. It shouldn't have, but they want to do these things and they want to tell these stories, but concussions are real and concussions alter people's lives. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that I've had concussions when I played football as a kid. For sure. I I know that I did. I got nailed twice in the, in the space of two plays. Mm -hmm. I got nailed twice in the head. Yeah. I'm, certain that I had a concussion following that. Well, we've made comments before on this show talking about how AEW had a couple of unprotected chair shots to the head. They had one that was fully protected, kind of. And we were talking about how awful that was. Go back to the, what was it, Sammy and Matt in the stadium match where they fell off the scissor lift and Matt bounced his head off the concrete and the match continued. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of stuff that sets a really bad taste, uh, in my mouth all the way around. You know, the, they, the old showman saying of the show must go on. No, 
Well, I don't care what? about the show. I care about the safety of the people that I'm it's, watching doing this. It's you look at the NFL. I was just about to say, yeah. you know, it's a little different, but you know, we have a concussion in AEW and they just keep going with the match. Yeah. You know, we're using it as a you're a coward type thing. What was it? Two Mondays ago, I think. Uh, yeah, um, I think it was last Monday. Last Monday. So, um, Demar Hamlin is involved in a tackle. He stands up. He kind of winces. You see him like tighten a bit, and then he collapses. Mm-hmm. Old boy had a cardiac arrest. Yep, on the field had to be re- resuscitated twice. Rushed to a hospital. Super critical condition. Thankfully. He is doing much better. He's able to talk again. The breathing tubes have been removed. You know, he, he yeah. you know, one of the first questions he asked was, did we win? You know, but the NFL said that game's done for now. And yeah, they, they stopped the game that night. And that then, game may be done, period. Well, they stopped the game that night. And last I heard, they're not going to do that game. They're anymore. not going to do that. It's, not, it's just going to be a no contest. That's what it is. Um, so. The NFL has learned over the amount of backlash that it has gotten. We got to take player health seriously. And mm-hmm. I say learned, they've learned a little, right? Yeah. And, and now remember, this isn't new in professional wrestling. No. Remember, it's been going on for years. It's been and going years on for years and, years and years and years. And it'll continue. WWE, to go on. WWE had a man die. And they continued the pay in their ring, and they continued the pay per view. Yeah, they continued the pay per view by telling Jim Ross, "Hey, Owen's dead. You you have to say that, and then we're going to call the next match." Yeah, what? <laughs> like, like, like legit? Yeah, what? So we need to move on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not a big fan of that. AEW as a whole this week, Dynamite was kind of bad. Rampage was good. Uh, and Battle of the Belts was good, except for the fact that Battle of the Belts came on at 10 o'clock. Um, and that's 10 o'clock Central Time, so, yeah, so 11, 11 o'clock Eastern. Eastern. It just, I don't I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they did it that way, other than they just did. Um, overall, it was great. Uh, or Battle of the Belts was good. Uh, Rampage was decent, too. Uh, the Orange Cassidy-Kip Sabian match was really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. So, now that we've kind of talked a little bit about Rampage, you'll notice that I haven't really said anything WWE-related for Raw or SmackDown, and that's because I didn't watch them this week. Mm-hmm. And going forward, I will not be watching any WWE product. Michael's said he's going to continue watching some of it. For that, now. For, for now. now. That's, we'll, we'll, that's see, cool. we'll see how things happen. But. Um, and the reason I'm doing that is because... One Vincent Kennedy McMahon has now been put back on the board of directors. So let's let's walk through this. Okay. Last month we heard rumors that Vince wanted to he wanted to come back. He wanted to come back, and we're like, yeah, I get that. I understand why, where he's coming from. He needs to stay away. Mm-hmm. And, and WWE released a statement saying, mm-hmm. at this time, we have no intentions of bringing Vince back. Um. That is not something that's going to happen. Well, who would have thunk it? But Vince McMahon is a sore loser. Yeah. And Vince has decided that I want to come back. And here's the thing. 
Vince is the majority shareholder of the voting stock. Well, the way the story played out, Vince sent a letter to the board of directors saying that he wants to be part of the board again. Mm -hmm. The board of directors sent him a letter back saying, thank you for everything you did with the company. Nah, fam. We think at this time you coming back would be detrimental to shareholders. It would be detrimental to the company. It would be detrimental all over the place. Uh, no thanks, but no thanks. And and you know they listed reasons why they thought it would be detrimental. The scandals, the scandals, the SEC, the SEC is apparently investigating them or, Vince, or potentially investigating. Vince still them. hasn't paid the company back. You know, so yeah, there's there's quite a bit there, and the the board is like, hey, we don't this think this is a good time. idea. Yeah, this is not a good idea. So Vince's and, response to all of this was, well. As the the share, the majority shareholder, I don't feel that you guys would do a good enough job with the upcoming contracts for TV at, and possible selling of WWE. I don't think you would do a good enough job. I don't trust what would happen. So as that majority shareholder, um, I'm just going to have to vote no to everything you do. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we want to create a new business deal with USA. No. We want to create a new business deal with Fox. No. We want to sell out to uh, NBC Universal or Disney or whoever. No. I'm not going to let it happen. I'm going to be a pissy little baby mm-hmm. and not let it happen. So, they were like, in, in, in very nice terms, bruh. <laughs> you know. So, Vince is back on the board. Well, Vince wants to be the executive chair of the board. So Vince, what what Vince does is he basically says, look, this is happening, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to use my votes as executive or, you know, as as the, the single majority. I am nominating and voting these three people to the board. Yep. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. George Berrios and I forget the young lady's name that which um, one of them is the former president. Both of them, both of them are former former presidents. presidents. Uh, Very much Vince McMahon people. Yeah, so he nominates those those three people himself and and two other people. Kicks off three people, people. and two people immediately resign. And yeah, two people immediately resign, and he elected himself The 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 executive chairman of the board. So, with all of that said. Technically, the remaining members of the board could file a lawsuit against this. Yeah. Through the and it would stop what's happening. It would stop Vince from being able to come back because as soon as they filed that lawsuit, the SEC is gonna go, mm-hmm. We're we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna and put a stay SEC on all will, of this for stay now. Stay all of that. Will they do it? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't I see. Doubt it. they will. Because your your board now consists of Stephanie Hunter, uh, Nick, Khan, Nick Khan, Vincent Vince McMahon, Vince and his two people. These two people, and I think there's a couple of other people. Yeah. But so it's the just best not case happen. scenario, they've they've also contracted the services of J.P. Morgan Chase mm-hmm. to facilitate the sale of WWE. So, best case scenario that we can hope for is in the next three to six months, WWE gets sold. 
And I, I now I have questions on whether it's legitimately what Vince is trying to do. One of the people though that's involved in in the sale and wants to purchase it is the Saudi Arabian government. So, if that happens, then there you go. I will not be watching WWE. I I feel like if the Saudi Arabian government buys WWE, it won't be very long and WWE will shut down. Because yeah. I think there will be enough backlash. Like, there's already enough people that don't like the whole idea of the Crown Jewel shows. You know, we don't watch them. Uh, several of the other, like, way bigger than us podcasts, like Stephen yeah. Larson, Russell Talk, them, they don't watch them live. They they cover them. We kind of cover a little bit of we, it. We talk about what happens when we read them. But, but they don't watch them. Um. I feel like if Saudi Arabian government is allowed to buy WWE, there will be a lot more people that'll just say, mm, nah, I'm good. It, it, WWE was fun while it lasted. Yeah. And they'll go to watching AEW. They'll go to watching TNA or they'll just quit watching wrestling uh, entirely. And we'll look, have another I mean, one of those dark periods like the early 90s look, where you, no one watched wrestling. This, this is what will happen. At least as far as I'm concerned, if Saudi Arabia buys WWE, I'm going to go into my closet and in my drawers. I'm going to pull all of my wrestling shirts, which are the majority of my out-of-work wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put them in a box. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take them down to Goodwill. Yeah, me too. And I mean, I'm not going to burn them. I've already paid for them. No, no, I'm not going to burn them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take them to Goodwill. Like, There's there's no I'll reason to be to dumb somebody, and burn them. I'll but donate I them. Wear one again. But I'm not going to wear them. Uh, nope. You know, and, and then... Maybe if I have some stuff from AEW, I'll wear those for now. I won't. Uh, I already don't have a Peacock uh, subscription, mm-hmm. but it will fully solidify the fact that I will not have one in the future. Because there have been a couple of things that have popped up that I've been like, eh, I can resubscribe to Peacock. I, I've watched I Peacock. I have Peacock, and I don't just watch WWE on Peacock. I, I watch some other stuff. Yeah. But that's like, like, there's been several things that, you know, there have been subscriptions that I've canceled. And... I've kept them canceled. There, there are some that I've canceled for extended periods of time and, you know, until changes happen. Yeah. And when changes happen, then yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. I'll go back. But until the changes happen, I'm going to speak with my 10 bucks, my 15 bucks, my 20 bucks. Yeah. You know, it's not in the grand scheme of things. Is my $20 in $8 billion matter? No, not really, but it makes me feel better. It makes you feel better. And you are, Doing what you're preaching. So so going forward, um, I'm not going to be involved with the WWE stuff. We'll talk about I'll still talk about it, obviously. You know, you know, yeah. if something happens, we'll still discuss it. And I'll, I'm still watching it for now. We'll but see. I won't be. We will see what happens if, because as of right now, what everybody is saying, Hunter is still in his role as head of creative. Yep. Vince... The, the statement was Vince will have no impact on the day-to-day workings of WWE. He's just there to lead the sale yep. of WWE. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that pisses me off the most. Vince does this. Mm-hmm. And WWE stock closes Friday plus 12 points. Yeah. Plus 13 points, whatever it was. So... As it stands right now, he's not wrong in what he was saying. Mm-hmm. 
And that is so frustrating. I think that that's just a momentary boost of excitement, especially with the talks of a sale. That, I think, is more the driver of the higher stock price. I think so. Than Vincent Kennedy McMahon returning to the board. Yeah, I think that's... I think that is more what it is, is the the discussion of sales, mm-hmm. the discussion of, oh, this is about to sell. Like, there's been rumors of, of it for a long time, but yeah, this but it is, seems like this is going to be it, right? Yeah, this is, hey, I'm coming so, back to lead the sale of this company. And, I mean, if you, look in, if you look historically, most companies that sell, they sell for higher than what the, the stock price was whenever it was discussed. Look at Twitter recently, <laughs> right? That was that was a that was an odd one. But look, you know, look at what happened there. You know, you have several companies that have sold out, and shareholders are usually very well compensated, yeah, for the shares that they have. So, you know, yeah, I could I could see that happening. You know, WWE was a little lower; it was in the seventy dollar range, I think. Yeah, um, something like that. It peaked a few years ago, right at a hundred. So you may have those people that purchased in at, you know, 50, 60 bucks, and now they're thinking, okay, it's going to sell. When it sells, maybe it'll sell closer to that peak, and I'll double my money. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to buy a little more stock at the $70 range because it's it's just going to yeah. go up. So it creates that buzz, which creates the stock going up. Um, you get a couple of these hedge funds and these investments funds that are like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna – Dump some money in here real we'll quick. We'll dump some in here, make and a quick few bucks. Yeah. And move on with life. If he is true, if he's being true, if he's truly back to lead the sale of WWE. Yep. Then now is the time. Yeah. And we'll know within a couple of weeks if he has his hands in creative because you know, we talked about when, when Triple H took over that it would probably take a little bit of time for, for everything to go through, and that wasn't the case. Like, yeah. two weeks later, there were massive changes made. You had all of these people come back that have basically, a lot of them have basically said, I came back because Vince was gone. Mm-hmm. So now you got a lot of these people back. Vince is back now. So so now what? We'll see what happens. If um, we see start seeing... Releases, yep. which, not saying that WWE is not going to release people. Releases happen, right? Releases happen, and they happen for various reasons. But releasing super big names, and then the reason being, oh, budget cuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, with that said, something else that I think is kind of fun, and it kind of ties in with all of that. Um, the FCC recently took up a... Or, or, Announced an announcement that they're going to announce. Yeah, you gotta love our as, government. It's just as convoluted as you think it is. That they are going to make it illegal for companies to have no compete clauses. That it stifles creativity. It stifles entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and it creates a situation where people feel beholden to companies because the skills that they have learned over their career, once they leave for X amount of time, they can't use those skills. And and we're not talking, you know, okay, so look, you can have non-competes the way that they currently are. Most of them have a... They radius. Frame. Well, they have a time frame and they have a radius. You yeah. can't you can't do this in say 200 miles of yeah. this location. 
well, so if I have, if I want to leave this company and do this job that I've been doing that maybe I went to school for, and I've been in, you know, in for 10, 15 years, and it's time for me to leave this company and go somewhere else where I can, you know, be paid what I'm actually worth. Yeah. I have to move across the country. I can't do it without uprooting my entire life. Or you have that, you know, you have situations like with Silicon Valley, right? Where 90 something percent of all tech jobs are in a hundred mile radius. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have a no compete for a year. You can't get outside of, I mean, you can go somewhere, but you have to be more than 300 miles away. There aren't jobs 300 miles away. Yeah. And so you also have companies who have abused it. Uh, who I heard about this one the other day on somebody talking about this FTC thing. Uh, delivery companies, pizza delivery companies, yeah. local fast food deliveries, having non-competes for their delivery drivers. Right. Like, what the hell? Which, no. You know. No. Like, I can understand. I, and, you know, I have seen industries that should have a non-compete. And it should be very limited. I'm not saying that it should be, so, you know, a year. I could understand, like, I work for AT&T. Mm-hmm. I could understand if AT&T had a non-compete clause for, like, the the market director levels and the VP levels and things yeah. of that nature because those people are, are, they have their ear on what is about to happen. Like, they've already figured out the entirety of 2023's game plan for AT&T and it's not even halfway through January yet. Yeah. So if somebody up there decided, I don't want to be an AT&T anymore. I want to go to Verizon. And they quit, and they immediately get hired at Verizon. And they say, oh, yeah, AT&T is planning on doing this in March, this in April, this in July, this in August. Then Verizon has that leg up. I can understand that kind of stuff. Your average dude who works at the AT&T store who sells no. phones. No, he shouldn't. And gets the email on Thursday that on Friday that phone's going to go from $100 to $50. That person doesn't need a no-compete clause. Yeah. So, I was going to use... the same way with, with wrestlers. Yeah, I, I was going to use the example. we're talking about. I was going to use the example because I grew up, my dad worked in radio. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to use the example of the DJs. Yeah. Having a non-compete for a brief period of time so that they can't be on one station today... And on the competitive station tomorrow. So if we talk about the local market down here, K99, Kicker 108, yeah. uh, you know, both country stations, you're not going to have one guy here and then the next day he's over here. I, I just want to, I want us to get back to the times where Lex Luger shows up <laughs> and, uh, and Rick Rude was on both shows on the one same night. night. <laughs> you know, I want to get back to those times. I yeah. cuz cuz honestly man and maybe it was the fact that it's the nostalgia bug, maybe it's the the fact that you know just the attitude era as a whole. But that whole the outsiders. It was the wild wild west mm-hmm. of W uh, of professional wrestling. Cuz that that can't work and now. You never knew what was going to happen? Who was going to show up where? When Medusa shows up on and WCW the WWE belt. and drops the WWE e- women's title into the trash. Even though she has admitted now that that was a bad idea and she didn't want to do it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That, that, that is that, seared in our memories. That image is still there. You know, the image of the, the, the audio of Scott Hall, you know, you know who we are. 
but you don't know why we're here. You know, terrible Scott Hall impersonation, but, you know. Before he, you know, before got he sued got told, uh, if you oh, do okay. that again, <laughs> you're dead. You, you can't, you can't use the, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, those moments, though, as wrestling fans, we were just like, what the hell? You yeah. know, you know, there are still little ones like that that pop up, but mostly like, like we talked about uh, Mercedes money, right? Yeah. That's one that's been done recently that I thought was done really well. WWE kept their damn mouth shut mm-hmm. about whether she was released or not. You had heard small rumors that yes she well, was, no she wasn't. It was it was the worst kept secret that she was debuting at New Japan this yeah. week. But the thing is, like, yeah, she was going to debut at New at New Japan, but all of the dirt sheets and everything like that, they're like, yeah, we keep hearing that, but. No one has confirmed with us that she isn't still with WWE. Yeah. And then Kyrie Sane or Kyrie retained the New Japan Women's Champion mm-hmm. and then got attacked by Mercedes Money, who claimed herself as the CEO of the women's division. Mm-hmm. Cause she's keeping the Sasha Banks. Character persona, yeah, persona. Not she's she not can't Sasha, use the name. Obviously, she can't be the she's boss. Not the boss. She's the CEO. She's the CEO. So it's the same thing. CEO is a little more of a mouthful, and yeah. I don't think it works. I think they need to figure something out there. Her hair looked like a, a busted LCD screen. I uh, saw somebody. I thought it was kind of cool, but you know, I saw somebody say it was a uh, a, a tribute to Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you, know. you know, so she pops up mm-hmm. on New Japan. There, there's rumoring that she's going to pop up on AEW. Um, there was a lot of rumors that she was going to be Soraya's, or Soraya's uh, partner in L.A. next this Wednesday coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they announced that it was going to be Tony. But there's the way they announced it was so weird. Like, you had Soraya, Tony Storm, and uh, Sheeta. We're all doing an interview, and Soraya's talking about how these two women are, you know, they've been helping, you know, beat up Britt Baker and keep her in check and all this kind of stuff. And then towards the end, she's just like, so I've chosen Tony to be my partner. And she, like, turns her back to Sheeta. And she's like, oh, my God, we're going to, so, you know, we're going to do so great. We're going to win, blah, blah, blah. And Sheeta's sitting there, and her facial expression is like, what the F? Right? Yeah. So... My thoughts, maybe, is this is that, you know, they've been releasing the whole, you know, she's not going to show up for AEW. She's not showing up for AEW. So I'm thinking maybe what's going to happen here is Tony's going to get attacked backstage. Surrey is going to have to, you know, we're going to have the whole, well, the match is still going on, so you got to have a partner, or it's going to be a one versus two, and mm. then at some point, money, Mercedes money, money comes out. Money. Because that's that. that's her that's how her theme yeah. music goes. They do that and then find out that who attacked Tony was Sheeta. Sheeta's turning heel. That's good for her. It gives her something new it with her. It would really character. be good for her. Um and now we have we can do a Tony Storm versus Sheeta heel run. Cool. You know, I'm I'm fine. If that's how they go with that, that's awesome. Yeah. If they don't go with that, it is a huge missed opportunity for AEW. Which means that they're not going to go with that because all AEW Everything does is, is hey, what's the best way that we can f- screw this up? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, 
yeah. Um, you know that, ma- but I mean that night's going to be a big night. Honestly, I mean it's the the last of the seven matches between Death Triangle and the Elite to determine who's going to have the title. You've got Moxley versus Hangman. That's going to be a big night. So if they're going to debut her, that's where you do it. Yeah. And if not, then then I fully believe that that. Mercedes Varno is not showing up in AEW at any time soon. Yeah, uh, that she's uh, signed an exclusive deal with New Japan, and now, that's it. the The question is, you know, does she have a deal with New Japan? Is it a couple of? Because some of the rumors are it is a year. Some of the rumors are it's just a few appearances. It's not a full on deal. And if that's the case, is she back in WWE after she's gotten this? "Quote unquote out of her system," which is apparently a quote from a WWE mm-hmm. official, is that they think she's just getting this out of her system. Which was that was before Vince showed back up, though. Yeah. So with Vince back in the picture, I don't see Sasha Banks, Mercedes Varnado showing back up yeah. in WWE until Vince is gone mm-hmm. or it's sold, yeah. which would mean Vince is gone. So because anybody who buys WWE, they've got to stipulate that Vince is out completely. Yeah. Yeah. Like Otherwise, you, what was the point of buying it? Yeah. Because you, you bought it, and you're going to keep the guy who's been running it uh, there. Y- you may as well not have bought it. Yeah. You know, unless you're the Saudi Arabian government. Then stipulate whatever you want, because I have a feeling if that happens, within five years, WWE's out of business. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Um, some other WWE stuff. Um, Charlotte Flair's back. Yeah. And, came back and she's Ronda. the women's champion. Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah. Which, good lord, we went from worse, from the worst to only slightly better, right? Because we, Ronda is without a doubt the worst, and then Charlotte comes back and immediately gets the belt back, and that's only a little better. Yeah. Like I'm glad Ronda doesn't have the belt, but. Ugh. Could we not have put it on somebody, one of the, your new talents? I mean, she was feuding with Raquel. Uh, Ra- Ra- could we not have given it to Raquel? You know. That would have been awesome. Yeah, and it would have made Raquel. Would have made Raquel. And, and she. We could have given it to Shotzi. We could have let Liv get another shot. No, no, we can't give it to Shotzi because she has nude pictures on the internet yeah, you're from right, her you're past. Right, you're right. And, right. you know, we, we can't have any of that. Can't have that. Uh, speaking of nude pictures on the internet, I don't know if she's actually done any nude stuff, but... Uh, Mandy? Mandy. Made a million dollars. Made a million dollars. Uh, according to, the, uh, was yeah. it Fan Time? Yeah. She made a million dollars in December. So, uh, good on you, Mandy. <laughs> so, from what I understood, from what I, what I heard w- with the whole around that was... She was released because, not necessarily because of the content that was on her fan time, because that's mostly just like bikini shots and things. Yeah. She was released because she offered pay-per-view options where she was in less than bikinis. So that's where the issue came in. If that's the case... I have a very big problem with that in the fact of how many other women wrestlers were involved with any kind of nudity, whether they were leaks 
Or how about the fact that back in the day they had giant Playboy covers every, unveiled every in the April, ring. Every April, the centerfold yeah. was a WWE diva. And I'm putting diva in quotes. Yeah. Sable was in it. Uh, Sable, Christy Hemi was Christy Hemi, uh, uh, um, Tori, Tori Wilson, Tori Wilson, China, China did was it. in it. Uh, you know, like, come on. So yeah, uh, and they want to claim like, you know, it's because of our uh, our advertisers, all that kind of stuff. Cool. So what about all of the people that are, you know, the Usos and all of their DUI busts and those kind of things, but oh, it, I mean, they know Roman. They're they're cousins, mm-hmm. so we can't do anything about that. Our hands are tied. The story we wrote for these people is important, and we can't just not. Yeah. Seth Rollins has had his Seth nudes his, leaks. Now, Seth those, Rollins had his whole junk on the front page of WWE.com because there for a while... WWE had a little rolling ticker where they compiled all of the the superstars' Twitter tweets in this one spot. And Seth's ex-wife tweeted this. And you could click on it and see Seth naked as a link from WWE.com. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Now, to be fair to Seth, that was a leak. It was. And, it was. And we are not judging people for their choices no, here. No, no. That's not what we're saying. We're judging the company that let a woman go, fired a woman because she is choosing to make money using her body. Who was just your NXT Women's Champion for 411 second, days. Second longest reigning. Second to Asuka. You know, who has publicly because I haven't seen any photos and you would think if there's some photos of Mandy out there you would think the, they would have popped up they would have popped up somewhere especially with all of this going down right uh of course I don't so, look for that kind of stuff normally so but I don't, I don't either but you would think that there would be the dirt sheets would would you know oh the, yeah. here's you know Here, here's, here's the proof here's the proof right she was fired supposedly at the order of the former WWE wrestler who appeared in Playgirl. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. To, to quote, to quote Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? The heartbreak kid. The guy who, uh, again, was in Playgirl, who made his career on being lewd. Yeah. And... That whole thing, D, the DX stuff, like, in Sean's defense, which is weird to say in this situation, but hear me out, he has, in the past year, couple of years, several years at this point, become a born-again Christian. Mm-hmm. He did this before he came back to WWE in the early yes. 2000s. When he but, came back with the DX stuff, he had toned a lot of the DX stuff they used to do down. Mm-hmm. He absolutely refused to do a lot of the stuff as well because he's like, look, you know, the past me was the past me. 
I'm a completely different person Which, now. Props to you, man. You, you want to change your life like that? That's cool. Do do what you got to do. However, it is quite hypocritical mm-hmm. to have done that in your past and gotten kudos and and congratulations and backslaps about it, and then release Mandy Rose for it. Yep. Just say it. And then you find out like Riddle fails multiple drug tests that mm-hmm. weren't for weed, and he gets suspended. And, and, and the, the apparently, fired. apparently, the fact is they they didn't give her a warning or anything. Yeah, it was which, just you're fired. If they had gone to her and said, "Hey, we're going to take the title off of you," mm-hmm. and you knew the rules, we're going to suspend you for sixty days, ninety days, whatever we it will, is. We will suspend you until you take this down. What? Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. This is your warning. Yeah. If you continue to do this, mm-hmm. then you will be let go. Yeah. They, they didn't have, do that. They could have gone to her and said. Until you take this down, you are suspended. We will strip you of the title if you don't go out here and lose yeah. it. Um, once you take it down, everything's perfectly fine. Yeah. And if she then chose, mm, nah, I'm actually making a whole lot more money doing this. I really don't care. That's cool. That's on her. She yeah. made that choice, and they said, well, you know, then you're released because we... Fair enough. Fair enough. At at that we point, gave you the option. You took your option. Fair enough. At that point, fair enough. Now we can talk, and you can go back, and you can listen to us uh, from the 20, uh, 2022 or twenty twenty one stuff when they started cutting in on the wrestlers yeah. having these side gigs, the downsides, and that. That's kind of stuff. sure. We we can talk about all of that, but the fact of the matter is, she was signed to WWE as a contract. She had obligations according to that contract. If she was breaking them, Mm -hmm. she deserved to be punished for that. Mm -hmm. She shouldn't have been fired without a warning, in my opinion. That's how I feel about it. In my opinion. And for her to go out after that, within what, a week, she was making, she made 200 grand. Yeah. And then by the end of the month, now remember, and, she was released, I think, on like December 10th. Yeah. And the thing was, like, her fan time was 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. She immediately raised it to 40 when she got released. And she made a million dollars in December. A million dollars. One million. Now, is she going to continue making that? Nah, probably not. Probably not. Let's let's be real yeah, here. There, there are a lot of people that were like, I could do 40 bucks just to see what the hype's about. Yeah. And they joined, and they saw a bunch of bikini pictures, and they saw a bunch of, you know, maybe some lingerie pictures, and they saw where they could pay more money, possibly, and see other things, and they were like, eh, 40 bucks for bikini pictures ain't worth it, and they canceled. Yeah. So, in January, they won't resub, they won't, there won't be that $40 again. But, she still made... A million dollars, which I guarantee she was not making in WWE. No, No, she wasn't. And she can now, she can go to TNA. Yeah, she can go to TNA. She can go to AEW. Because AEW doesn't give a shit. AEW doesn't care. AEW would be like, hey, you want to release some of that under our banner? Hey, look, you you want the AEW TBS title to kind of cover up things strategically? Like, Like Ty and Sammy did? No. You know. So, yeah. Yeah. She made a million dollars. A million dollars. Like, that is just utterly insane. Good for you, Mandy. Keep doing what you're doing. And 
Yeah. Uh, is there anything else, or should Not we just really. go out on just go out on, on Mandy, Rose on Mandy Rose making a million dollars? dollars? Yeah, I think we can go out there. <laughs> uh, so we'd like to say a big thank you to McNarb Gaming uh, for letting us use this space. Come in here uh, every week, or most every week at least, and recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Greg. Thanks, Cameron. If you guys need anything nerd nerd culture related, dice, D and D books, miniatures, board games. Magic cards, Pokemon cards, whatever the the current card game is, swing in there. Talk to those guys. They do sales from time to time. You can go in there. You can join their Narby Club and get discounts Mm -hmm. per month. Uh, You know, they do single sales for Magic cards and Pokemon cards. So if there's that one card you need to make your deck as awesome as possible, you know, go in there and talk to Cameron. Uh, I'm R. Alston. I'm sure either of them would be able to find out what it is you want, what you need, give you a deal on it, and go from there. You can go beat up your friends at the at the kitchen table. There you um, go. So, yeah, hit McNarb here in Gaucher. And while you're here in Gaucher, hit up Big Dog Liquor, where we get most of our liquor supplies. Uh, they have great deals going on. Wednesdays, I think, are senior days. Uh, they have veterans discounts. They'll even let you, are you a senior veteran? They'll let you stack that on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays, you can stack them. So, you know, go check them out. If they don't have what you're looking for, chances are they can get it for you. So talk to them, let them know what's going on, and they will be more than happy to help get you the libation of your desire. And, you know, once you're done listening to us, once you've gone and gotten your, uh, your board game, once you've gone and gotten your bottle of something fun, why don't you give some of our friends a listen? Like the travelers on the omnibus, yeah. where they are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. Hey. I got that first try. <laughs> you know, uh, James, Brady, Ethan, and Jody. Mm-hmm. Every week they talk about something new, uh, somewhere related to uh, to nerd culture. They've done book reviews. They've done top albums. They've done top movies. They've done board games. They've done all of that kind of fun stuff. They've even done a few play alongs. Uh, so. Yep. You know, tap into them, hear what's going on in the world of nerds. If you like what you hear, check out Jody. He has his own podcast called Fearology, where he talks about his relationship to the horror genre. And he also releases uh, releases like musical concept albums and other fun stuff. So give him a listen, give him a like, and see what you see what you get into and what you like that way. And then if you just like movies as a whole, listen to Silence Your Cell Phones. That's uh, Kevin Shelton and Jarrett Hubbard. They do a show on movies, bingeable TV shows, all that kind of fun stuff. It's on podcast and on, I think, Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. They even do, sometimes, a live show on YouTube. So, plenty of stuff to entertain, especially if you're not going to be watching wrestling anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, we forgot to mention some stuff. Did we? NWA Power. Oh, yeah, coming back to YouTube. It's, it's coming back to YouTube. Good, so, good, you for, know, good for Billy Pumpkin. So, you know, you, you, you can watch, silence your cell phones on YouTube. Yeah. And when you're done watching them, you can look to see if uh, NWA Power is, is worth it. Yeah. So. so, I think with all that said, yeah. we're going to go ahead and wrap up our first episode of the year. And hopefully, we'll be back next week. Yep. Cheers. Cheers.